All right. Are you ready? Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Carlisle Tattoo Co. Bold, bright and everlasting. You can find us at 178 Carlisle Street, St Kilda, Melbourne, Australia. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Carlisle Studios. My name is Bella Hunter and today I have with me Hal Hunter. Hello. And lucky guest, Mickey McLeod. Hello everyone. Good to be here. Fuck. Good to be at work. Oh, I was really wondering who was going to say something. I thought that I was, was like waiting. you were just going to stop saying. <laughs> the pressure's on already. Oh fuck! <laughs> Weekly recap, Mickey. All right, I had a good your week. first one. Uh, Hot off the press. Yeah, I had a good week. I pretty much just tattooed flash all week. Mm-hmm. Um, had Callum come in, who you? He's Hal the guy yeah. that Hal did the skull on the forehead. Yes. Yeah, so I had him come in, uh, tattooed the inside of his arm, did a whole bunch of flash, and then me, Cody, and Chalks went to Phillip Island on Saturday, did a guest spot down there for the yeah. day. How was that? That was uh, a lot of fun. It was a good experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody hired the fucking biggest piece of shit car. He hired a BF Ford Falcon wagon. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we met at the shop Saturday morning real early because we just had – to get all that shit organised. Yep. Cody rocks up in this car. It fucking just smelt like absolute shit. Or <laughs> dry reach. And I don't know where he hired it from. I don't want to know. Probably like Facebook marketplace oh, knowing him. Mate. Um, then we drove down to Phillip Island, did a few tuts down there with the crew down there. It's good to meet everyone. Um, That's Bugsy's shop, yeah? Bugsy's shop, yeah. So that was a real good opportunity to go work there. Bugsy's been around for a while, so. Yeah, is that your first guest spot? That's my first guest spot, yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. It's a good shop to do it at as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then, so did that work, we got back pretty late. And then I worked the Sunday and did more flash on Sunday. So yeah, it was a good week. Nice. True week, yeah. How was your week, Belle? My week was good. Um, I did, a bunch of stuff yesterday. I go backwards in my weeks, I guess. Yeah, I know. I change it up every week just to keep you guys on your toes. Yeah. Um, I did a bunch of stuff on a regular customer yesterday. So we did like a geisha and a, another little lady head mm-hmm. um, on there. That was fun. I did one of Jack's designs, the other lady I head. I saw that actually with the little teardrops or blood drops coming off it. Yeah, and like blindfolded. So yep. he was very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then- I had a fun afternoon the other day. I got to start a chess piece on you another- did. That was yeah. impromptu, wasn't it? Yeah. So he had a booking for like in two months time and we had to reschedule that. And I actually had a last minute cancellation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he miraculously got the day off work. He lives like four hours away. So, and originally we were going to do like a vase with flowers in the middle of the chest. And then he changed his mind- or within like eight hours, mm-hmm. changed his mind to get like an eagle and snake. And then the morning of the appointment, he was like, oh, actually, can we do the tiger and snake? And I was like, I'm going to try my very best to draw that up in time. I don't know if I'll have time, but I did. And yeah, it was pre- stoked oh, to that. Impressive. It's like, not finished mm. yet. He I was disappointed like, you didn't blast over his nipples, but. Nah, he didn't want me to. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Most people don't. No, they so don't. So that was fun. We'll finish that one soon. Um... Yeah, that's the highlight of my week, I guess. Yep. Yep. Now I'm here with you guys. Nice. How was your week, Hal? Pretty standard for me, to be honest. Just tattooed a few regular customers. Um, 
we, we we did a joint tattoo. Uh, we did. I forgot uh, about that. Um, the Grand Prix, the F Formula One, was on here in Melbourne last weekend. So Grand Prix. Um, yeah, had we actually had a few people coming from interstate to get tattooed and stuff while they yeah. were over here for the Grand Prix. So we tattooed this one lady. She, you did a scorpion on one of her arms. Yep. And at the same time, I did a Grim Reaper on the other arm. So that was um. Yeah, both on like the forearm. So it was tight yeah. in your little area, your little room of tatting. It was squished in. Um, she got a nice tour of Melbourne though, because we forgot to tell her we were actually working up here at Carlisle Tattoo Co. <laughs> and whose fault's that? We usually work on Wednesdays down at Vintage Tattoo Parlor in Morty Alec, and she um she went there. And why why did she go there? That Hal? was my fault. Yeah. Yep. But um, asshole. She was pretty good about it. So. Yeah, to uh, our faces, she was good. Yeah, pretty standard. Pro- probably did a few hates webs. Us now. I actually finished off. So it was a two session tat. So I outlined it and did a little bit of shading a few weeks ago on one of my friends' demo. Um, he got a panther head on the knee, and he wanted like just his standard front on symmetrical panther head. But we forced him into getting something cooler. I didn't force him. I suggested a few alternative options and he selected a better one. I said, do it, you pussy. So he got this side on or 45 degree panther head with a claw ripping through the skin. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Mickey. I did see that. That's very nice. So I was- You're just saying that because you're on the podcast. So I I finished that, coloured and shaded that in today. So I was really happy with that. Not today. No, not today. Sorry, this week since I last was on the podcast. Um, I had like a, I did a tat on a guy that I tat pretty regularly. Uh, his name's Chris and he's got this old back piece. It's like 10 years old in a fully different style. It's like neo-traditional and he wants to get it redone. So I spent a day just like doing that, which That's was actually right. really enjoyable to do. Cause I don't tat that style. So just like going over, it was pretty fun. Um, he didn't really enjoy it. What are you kicking me for? You keep kicking me. You're swinging on your chair and kicking oh, me. So sorry. I kicked you back. Sorry. Saying sorry, stop. Sorry. Um, Mickey, see what you've joined? I started already. Yes. <laughs> I tattooed a guy who is from Canada and lives in France. Ooh. Oh, no. He lives in London. Sorry. Oh, not France. A bit different. Yeah. Not as exotic. <laughs> um, so that was cool. He got a gorilla head with a dagger going through it. I actually really enjoyed doing I that. I liked tattoo. that one. You put some purple in it. And then I had a regular customer, Charlie, who came down from Sydney. Yep. And. He's like my hype man. He is. So he when loves you. You weren't here because nah. you've never met him, but he like pumps me up more than anyone. So he flew down just to get tattooed? Or? Yeah, he comes down Quite regularly. regularly. I had a cancellation this Saturday and he actually messaged me about coming again. Oh, dude. Yeah, he's oh, getting he's frequent, frequent flyer points. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but he hypes me up. So in what much. way? What, like he's just like so positive, and he's just like, "Hell, you're just the amazing." He thinks I'm really, so he's thinks I'm really good. So- <laughs> <laughs> I know, stitch up. The what an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It is. Yeah, he he um, brings a lot of positivity to our tattoo sessions, which I really enjoy. Oh, that's good because not many people are like coming in being like, "Hell, you're the best." I just sit there and like talk to you, like. No he's he's bringing in so many nice compliments. Yeah, and bringing, I don't give you he's many. He's bringing compliments. the positivity. Uh, that's yeah. good. And then I had a great weekend actually, because on Sunday I surfed with my good mate Ariel, mm-hmm. and the conditions were like not looking great. We're getting into surf. And talk. boy, yeah. oh boy, they were great, weren't they? And then we just lucked out. Slucked Scored, out. Lucked out. Lucked out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Surf this wave called Suicides and um, it was very fun. 
So that was Sunday morning. Suicide. Then my- The, sh- the lackey comes home saying after a surf, he's just like- <laughs> Not a wave. I, I want to surf. I've got tubed at suicides, babe. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Like oh I literally God. get home. I've come home from the dog park, like nice chill morning. And he comes in like bounding through the gate <laughs> being like, oh, surf was fucking sick, bro. Like, yeah. oh my God, mate, shut up. Surf talk. Um, Loser. So that was fun. And then- we had um, my parents back in town and my brother's back from Italy. Yes, your so, brother has been living abroad for a year. So we saw him for the first time in a year. An idiot abroad. Yep. And he stayed overnight and we went surfing on Monday and we absolutely scored. He's not the best Perf- surfer. No, he's definitely not. <laughs> Perfect conditions at my favourite wave just around the corner from our house. Monday morning, so there was like fuck all people there. Nice. We had it to ourselves. Beautiful weather. There's a few guys just trying to come in the shop, so Bella's run off quickly. They're artists, not not intruders. Who is it? Who's intruding? Who's coming in? Oh, it's Bobby. He's about to go to um, Sydney today on holidays. Bobby. Yep. Sydney and his uh, no, Bobby and his partner Cody are going to Sydney. They're flying there now. Oh no shit! Yeah. Tattooing or just holiday? Uh, Bobby's tattooing at Hunter and Fox by himself nice. the whole week. There's no one else working there. <laughs> And um, oh, nice. yeah, then just a bit of holiday over Easter. Yeah, sick. And Charlie's here as well. Charles Cooper. Bobby just was out the front with the baby in the pram, trying to show you the new little mini pram for the trip to Sydney. Sydney. And I was like, "We're doing the podcast." He's like, "Oh, I'll just fuck off then." Yeah. Well, he. So he's walked away now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's coming around to coming on. You've we're, got we're, to get Bobby on. He's really You've, working on yeah. it. His, his fiance Cody, messaged me saying, like, we've got to get him on. Oh, absolutely. I know. I was thinking about it's it last good. night in the shower. And um, naked. I was like, there yourself. would be just so many questions I would want to ask him or talk or like things to talk We'd about. We'd have to do like an extended episode, yeah, like 100%. part two or There's, three. Yeah. <laughs> He's got one several hours. He's a chatty one. But anyway, you had a great weekend surfing. Um, my brother, who's coming on a surf trip to King Island in a few months with us has a lot of work to do to be ready for that trip. Well, yeah, we forced him to get on your surf skate in the driveway. Yep. And fuck, it was a sight. And yesterday I saved a native little Australian (gasps) mouse from drowning in our pool. Yeah, there was a tiny little baby mouse drowning in the pool. Yeah. And Hal got the little net out, caught it. I got a towel out, dried it off. Here's the video, Mickey. It's so cute. Oh, yeah. That is a drowned mouse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's alive. We were back at Vintique yesterday for the first time in a while, actually. So that was um, really enjoyable to see everyone down there. Well, weekly recaps are so extensive. They are very extensive, but that's because I put the effort in. I like to- Shut up. Tell people what's been happening. Whereas you just come in off the cuff. You I don't, don't think people want to hear like all, every detail of my week. I don't go surfing on the weekends. While you're off enjoying your surf, I have to like wake up, do the groceries, take the dogs to the park mm. and do the cleaning. So no one wants to hear Did about Did you take the dogs shit. to the park this morning or were you just having a shower no. washing your hair? Do you know what? I actually washed my hair this morning. Great. Because I take the dogs to the park on the day <laughs> on our days off because Hal always goes surfing. It's actually easier to so take them morning, without you. Sick, you can do it every day. Surfing sounds way better. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it? See, no one wants to hear about my boring weekends because I'm bloody hold, holding the fort down. Yeah. All right, you're playing, on to you're playing house while I'm out there surfing. Yeah, while well, you're out enjoying your life, yep. I'm out, I'm at home schlepping. Well, so my first note was Phillip Island trip, but you've already covered that. Yeah. yeah Very proactive. Pretty. Nice. So <laughs> let's get a little background on how'd you start tattooing? Because it hasn't. 
You haven't tattooed for too long, have you? Nah, it's been, but I've been drawing and painting flash for fucking years. And you yep. are a graffiti lord. Oh, here we go. What was the professional team you were on? Iron Lake? Oh, God. <laughs> this is the one thing I requested not to talk about. So, um, definitely done were a lot Were you <clears throat> No, definitely not. Definitely come from doing art and did a little bit of graffiti here and there, which, and then- when we talk graffiti, are we like you're running along like behind the trains trying to like No, it was all legal, of course, Bella. Uh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Because um, the question always is, are you a vandal or are you a street artist? I'm neither. Both right. sound lame, so jokes aside though. So So yeah, I was drawing heaps. Like I used to have an art studio in Caulfield just up the road from here actually, with a few mates. Yep. And we basically would go there and just paint, flash and draw. That's all we'd do every single day. I'd work, come home from work, go straight to the studio, draw there. Um, I was, what were you doing for work? I was doing man with a van, furniture removing, which is a fucking okay. actually a sick Who we job. have actually used a few times, Hal. Yeah, they're, they're very good. They're really Plug good. for man with yeah, a van. Yeah, absolutely. This is a paid sponsor. Highly ad. recommend them. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I was lifting people's shit all day and then I'd go to the studio, draw heaps and pretty much like I've always been into tattooing but never really, the idea of actually becoming a full-time tattooer never really was a thing. I don't know, like I just- Until when? Probably about four years ago and I was living with my housemate at the time, Jules, and we're both just drawing, that's all we did. And he was like, man, why don't you just fucking start doing tattoos, you know? Like mm -hmm. maybe you should do that for a job. Cause I didn't really know what I was gonna do. Um, and then I was like, fuck, all right. So pretty much for the next year, just drew and painted flash every single day. So you owe your career to Jules? Pretty much. He was definitely the one which got the idea in my head. And cause it's just like, it takes a lot of confidence to kind of- Make your, that step. Yeah, make that step. And it's definitely. a bit of commitment. And you know, yeah. I got into it pretty late. I'm fucking 30 now. Yep. So like, you know, I was 20- Middle-aged. Yeah, 25, 26 at the time. So I was like, you know, I was like, fuck it. Have I left it too late, you know? But you always have that thought in the back of your head, but I think once you start and you, I think actually the older you are, when you get into it, sometimes it can be way more beneficial. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. There's definitely benefits there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's just cause like, I mean, just didn't have, don't have time to fuck around. Like I really had to like, you know, knuckle down. I knew how much work was ahead of me. Mm. So yeah, fucking spent heaps of time drawing pretty much just like got a, couple of portfolios together, just flash that I'd painted. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna take this to a few shops. I had a list of shops that I wanted to go take it to. And then I was just fortunate enough that the first shop I went into fucking took me on. Damn. So- What was that? Uh, that was in Northcote, Sweet Life. So I was there yep. for a few years. That's a good a couple, shop. Yeah, that was a good shop. Um, I was there for a couple of years and then COVID hit. I learned a lot at that shop. It was more like, I learned all the hygiene side and just, all the shop stuff that you need to yeah. know before you even jump on the tools, which was great. Cause I feel like that's really important to know. A lot of people do skip over some yep. of that stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really important to know all that stuff. And then, so I was there for a couple of years and then fucking COVID kept hitting. So I did my first tat and then literally like that night I went into lockdown. No. <laughs> so I went into lockdown for like five, six months and I'm like, fuck, you know, what am I going to do? So I just kept drawing at home and then, I got to a point, I was there for a while and just kind of wasn't progressing or learning as much as I wanted to at that yep. point in time. Like, you know, as again, cause I'm a bit older now, like I was working five days a week there and as an apprentice, you know, don't expect to get paid. So I'm doing five days a week there, two days 
doing my other job, lifting people's shit. So I'm working seven days a week and I was doing that for fucking ages. And I was like, fuck, this is just not sustainable kind of like working this much and not really seeing all that much progression in terms of like tattooing. Yep. So I had made the real hard decision to leave there and I went to this shop in Footscray, which is a semi-private studio. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a real good opportunity, but being a semi-private studio, there was no work there for me. I pretty much had no, to like, like walk-ins. Nah, nah. I had to like bring my own clientele in because I was so early on in my tat career. I had fuck all clients. So I'm tatting, yeah. I'm only doing a few tats a week and I'm still kind of working at man with a van. And then fuck my good friend, Hamish Hamilton, big shout out to him. He um mm-hmm. pretty much put me, pulled me aside one day and was like, dude, you got to fucking, you know, what are you doing? You can't just Pull be doing, yeah, you can't be just doing fucking two tats a week. Like you want to be, become a tattooer. You got to fucking tat, you got to work. And yeah, it was really good because yeah, it was a real honest conversation. You know, it was good. I really appreciate. This, this is that. Hamish Hamilton who owns King Kong's in Ballarat. Yes, yeah, King Kong's tattoo. And um, so you know, he, I did a couple of days out there. He would fucking let me tat there, show me a few things, and then I was just in this weird position where I was like, "Fuck, I just don't know like what to do." You in know, a bit of limbo. Yeah, and then fortunately enough, um, I saw that you guys were looking for someone. And I was like, and Hamish was really pushing me to apply for it. And I was kind of, I was definitely keen, but I was like, fuck, am I ready for this? Like I kind of knew that this was a great opportunity. And, you know, once I start here, fucking I'm going to be going balls deep with it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Fucking All right. That's what he thought. (laughs) I was like, well, I just wasn't sure. I didn't, again, I wasn't sure where I was at. I was like, fuck, I'm even, am I, am I even good enough to like come here? You know, don't really have all that much clients. Like, I don't know what I'm going to be able to bring to this shop. And mind you, you were working on like the west side of yeah. Melbourne, moving to south side. If south you're, side. Yeah. yeah. So that does change your clientele. Pool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then I met up with you guys and I remember speaking to Bobby and Bobby kind of had the same conversation with me that Hamish had. And I didn't even know Bobby. Like, I haven't met any of you guys before. And Bobby was just like, look, man, like, you know, this is a good opportunity for you, you know, you you're fucking 30 years old, dude. Like, you know, what are you going to do with your life kind of thing? And gave Bobby's me this- very straight up and down. There's was, not yeah. much bushing. Which, again, yeah. I really appreciate it. So I didn't even know him and he's telling me exactly how it is. And I'm like, fucking, man, I'm keen as to like just get into it. You know, I've Give been, me a go. Yeah, I've been wanting to just tattoo full time for so long. And I feel like I've put in a lot of hard work and yeah, here I am. Here you are. How long have you been here? Uh, when did you start last year? I'd say like eight, nine months. No, no, six, six, months? six seven months. Six months. Yeah, six months. It's, Can't but count. it's gone quick. Yeah, it has gone quick. Time flies when you have fun. Hey? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, it's always interesting because you know, like, obviously with people like Cody and Charles and Luke and Jack and even Bella, it's like because like I've been around their careers from the start you like you have this understanding of how they got into tattooing and yeah. all the progression and stuff like that. But yeah, for new guys to come into the shop, you know, it's like I had a vague understanding of like where you tattooed before and stuff, but to, um, yeah, to hear like how you got into it, I think that's really interesting for people to hear and to put out there. And yeah. And also yeah, for just, someone to start at like a later age. Yeah. Oh, and you know, because like people assume that you have to do it when you're young. Ass. We say 30s fucking old, you know, I'm 29, turning 30 this year. So is Bella. Yeah. 
which is not true. You know, that's nah, not true at all. You know, no, like Rudy's in his mid forties and yeah. doing better than ever. Yeah. Um, there's fucking heaps of tattooers, you know, Andrew McLeod, Evan Griffiths, all those yeah. guys, like generations above us who still oh, fucking absolutely. dominating. So, yeah, for sure. um, ages and everything, but I think just a number, um, I definitely, I uh, yeah, understand how, like when you get to sort of that, later 20s and you haven't started tattooing yet you yeah. start to feel the pressure of like fuck you know like well like you haven't necessarily got a career that you're yeah. stoked with and you know that you want more out of a job or a yeah, career exactly. and that's it gets to the next question i wrote down which was like how do you think your age is impacted on your approach to tattooing currently oh definitely impacted like it just as i said like there was just no time to fuck around like it was this was it you know this is the opportunity i just got to take it and do it and i tried to go about it the right way respectfully you know i didn't there's so many fucking people wanting to get into tattooing yeah and that's why i put in all the hard work i was like you know if i put a folio together which is good enough for someone to take me uh, you know rather than fucking larry or whoever the fuck else is applying for an apprenticeship yeah. you know and being at that age, well, it was, well, it was 27, 26, 27 when I first started my apprenticeship. And I was like, man, like working five days a week and living off a two-day income. I'm, I was like, man, I can't afford to be fucking broke like this for too much longer, yeah. you know? like Yeah, can't afford to be wasting my time and other people's time if I'm not serious. Yeah, really. So, and it, you know, some parts of me, I'm like, fuck, I wish I got into this earlier. But, you know, you can't change, you know, it all, it's all part of the process. Yeah, that's and, it. I feel like I definitely took a more mature um, approach to starting, right? Where if, if I was younger, I probably would have, I reckon I would have taken the piss a bit more. I was a yeah. bit more loose when I was younger. So well, we always say that. I think, you know, very, very rarely do you see people start tattooing or start apprenticing when they're 18, you know? Because yeah. you're like, a lot of people, in order to take you on, need you to sort of put the time in. Like, often you're sort of a customer first, and then you become yeah. like someone who's interested, and you hang around the shop, and then that's how you progress into apprenticeships. How I've seen that happen yeah, mostly. For sure. yeah. um, but definitely, like the guys who I've worked with, you know, even Luke, who I taught to tattoo most recently, who was I think 28 at the time. Yeah, there was definitely this sense of urgency. You know, he was living out of home already. He had you know, costs associated oh, with his life, yeah. rent, bills. So he had to, you know, earn a certain amount of money in order to sustain his life. Yeah. Um, which I think like one, it adds like an additional level of pressure, which isn't always a good thing, but I've seen it more as a driving factor for those guys who come into it at a later age to, you know, really motivate themselves to go like, fuck, I'm, you know, I'm not 19 years old. I'm, can't just yeah. fuck around here, you know? And when you're 19, you can fucking live off McGoring and shit. You, your costs <laughs> are low, you know? Like, well, you're not home that much when you're that young yeah. as well. Like, being you're 28, I'm like, man, I fucking, yeah, I need money. Like, I'm, <laughs> I was broke for so long. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it all paid off in, in the end. Mm. Now you get to spend every day with us. Uh, yeah. You lucky yeah. bugger. Mm -hmm. You're locked in, Mickey. <laughs> well, I think, you know, all the stuff you said, you know, painting the flash, putting the time in, it's like we, when we put that up post about saying new artists, looking for a new artist and stuff, um, I had like three or four people message me about you specifically. So Hamish was too. one, um, our customer that we both tattoo, Jacob. Jacob, fucking um, legend. He messaged, and then there was, I think, one or two other guys who messaged saying, like, that you were looking for a place and all that, so... Yeah, I paid all those guys to send yeah. those messages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it paid, paid off. Paid him in, like, removalist fees because you yeah. had no money. 
biggest influences? With tattooing specifically? Well, in general, and it could, uh, can be. I mean, oh, you know, I'm going to say the cliche ones. Obviously, like friends and family definitely motivate me a lot. Um, you guys working here definitely is an inspiration. Now we got Charlie's mm. bloody positivity coming through. Yeah. Taking it. Charlie Gambino, my customer. Oh, yeah. The positive guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you you're taking a leaf out of his book. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> when you came on, I was like, don't fucking say anything bad about us and make us sound nice. <laughs> um. We've paid you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. Yeah, so who else? Um, I definitely, if you look at my tarts, I think it's pretty obvious that I'm heavily influenced by um, American traditional tattooing. Yep. So I just pretty much just try to replicate all these old designs that are out there, for, they've been there for hundreds of years and I pretty much just do them, try to put my spin on them. Um, but yeah, like definitely just heavily influenced by old vintage tattoo flash. Yep. Yeah, I kind of nerd out in that regard. Like that was another reason why I was so broke for my apprenticeship. Not only was I making any money, but I was spending any money I had on just buying books, like all old yep. tattoo reference books, reading them and just studying like designs, tracing them. The amount of books that you br have brought in here that either you've purchased or you've printed out every single page <laughs> off of like Google or like Pinterest, yeah, finding these old hard. books and getting yeah. them bound You've is got wild. the best reference. Yeah, well, that's like, I, I, the way I look at it is like, it's like anything. If you're fucking going to university and you're studying, you're, gonna, you're buying these textbooks, yeah. you know, Absolutely. you're studying. It's kind of, I had that approach with tattooing from the, the get-go. Like the first book I got was the, Johnny Dollar book. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, fuck, this is the sickest thing ever. And then just, yeah, all my money just went on buying books and just fucking nerding out on the internet. There's so much shit you can find on the internet these days as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We've know. had heaps of people ask us where to get like good tattoo reference books and stuff. Where do you find like the best uh, ones? Or are you going to gatekeep I'm going to gatekeep that. Good. <laughs> Nah, Belzell's good one. That was, I think, that was like the first. The yeah, Wendy from books. yeah, she's over in the states. She she's got heaps of books on there. Because I always just but go to Belzell and Yellowbeak. They're, they're both like real my good. Go to yeah, and they've got they've got heaps of real good books. But then there's like then you can kind of go a bit deeper and there's heaps of stuff on eBay like yeah stuff that like you'd never think of. Nah, yeah, mm. but definitely Belzell. If you're like starting off tattooing, you need reference books or you want to like read history about tattooing, Belzell's got so much yep. on there. Definitely check that out. But. Yeah, for sure. Um, five, 10 year plans, if you've got any. I know that's a deep, deep question to ask. Yeah, to be honest, like the first five years, I just want to fucking get better at tattooing. Just yep. keep learning, keep progressing. Like I'm still so new to it. I'm still at the very beginning of like my tattooing career. So just keep working on it and keep working hard and just try to get better, really. Like I'd like to go travel at some stage. I don't know when that's going to be. I feel like I'm still like a fair few years away until yeah. I can actually take it abroad. But And you're also saving your arms for yes, a big I trip, am. aren't you? Yeah. I was hoping I can go – well, so most of my tats are done at Smith Street in New York. So I've gone yep. there a few times um, and I've saved my arms. I'm smart about it. I didn't, <laughs> didn't get my arms blasted when I was early. I was kind of – Thought it through. I was like, I'm going to save this for when I've got enough money and go on a little tat trip. You I did the opposite of me. I just said, Hal, just do whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Well, I was lucky. Like when I was 18, we had, I'm from Frankston. So I grew up in Frankston and um, 
at the time, Fergus, Fergus Sims was working in Frankston. So, yeah. like, my first tart was from Fergus. So, I'm, you know, from the get-go, I was lucky enough where I was getting good tats. Oh, for sure. And even having Fergus, Fergus was, I think he put the idea in my head of, you know, Smith Street and going travelling and getting tattooed. And then I think I was 18 or 19 and me and my mate, Sean, we just went on a little tat fucking trip. We got tickets, saved a bunch of money, went over to America Got a bunch of tats all around the place. I went to like New York, San Fran, LA. Got, you know, good tattoos, some good fucking tattooers. Um, and then, yeah, that's all, that's kind of always one of I just enjoy traveling and getting tattooed. Yep. So. Wonderlust for the tats. Yeah, it's cool. It's just cool to go check out these fucking tat shops around the world and, you know, go get some sick tats. And oh, definitely. You've got a great collection of tattoos. I'm actually quite jealous. <laughs> <laughs> some of the shit that you got early on is. Uh, I've got some. Some is really good, shit. but some is a bit. Uh, there's some bad cooked. stuff in there. Very, very bad. <laughs> but just like some of the placements of them, like, you weirdo. I think different motivations. It sounds like you were motivated to get good tattoos. Hal was motivated to, to coverage. Yeah, and that's. Yeah, each I've actually got some decent sure. tarts. Like, you do? Yeah, for sure. Heaps at Smith Street as well in New York. Yeah. And yeah, same sort of thing. Tattoo trip and. Oh, absolutely. They're not enjoyable trips necessarily because you get tattooed every day. It's fucking shit. Yeah, you sit on oh, a plane man. for, what, 14 hours? Yeah. Fuck. And then another, tattooed. the LA to New York as well, like five or six or something. Six man, hours. I remember the last time I was over there, I flew to New York and it was via like China or some shit. I just got like the cheapest tickets. <laughs> so it took like 30 hours to get there. Oh my God. And I land, finally get to New York and I'm like, I check my phone and Smith Street had called me. I had a booking with Bert. Crack for the next day, but they called me being like, Oh, can you come in like now? And I was like, Fuck, I've literally just got off the fucking plane, but all right. And oh, went straight you, you there. actually went in, yeah. I went straight there, got my fucking stomach tattooed from him. Yuck. And then, so I was only there for six days, and I just got fucking blood. I got my front blasted there in six days, just got fucking my whole front tattooed and feel my legs. That and is then so keen. I remember on the, the day before I left to come home, I got my calf tattooed. And that was a fucking dumbass idea to get tattooed <laughs> and then fly home. Cause on the, f- on the flight home, my leg just blew up. Yeah. Like I didn't think that was actually a thing. I've heard it before. Don't get yeah. tattooed and then fly. And I was like, nah, shoot me right. I've just got like a fucking 30 hour flight home. And yeah, it was fucked. My leg was so swollen. The tattoo was all just scabby. Just like thumping, like yeah. feeling like your calf has its own heartbeat. Yeah. I was full came out of the airport limping, mumping. I'm just like, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, I got, this skull on my neck tattooed by Bert and flew back to Melbourne the next day. Yeah, and it that. fucked me up. You man. were rattled. Like, it was just like, yeah, I think you just don't realize like how much it takes out of you and then like sit on a plane, how much that affects your body and stuff like that. So, um, I mean, people do it all the time, but. Maybe, uh, maybe you guys we're just, are just pussies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Coming from me, I'm the ultimate sook. you're laughing because you know it's true how embarrassing um i got a few questions here and they're very random and not necessarily on topic but (sighs) we've got to fill up the time and give the people what they want absolutely what questions are there there's some rogue ones (laughs) here eh? um (laughs) i'm only putting this one in here because you've mentioned this in the past and this isn't about your current partner Oh no. God, now I'm scared. Are you in an open relationship? I'm definitely not in an open relationship. Have you previously been? So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your current partner might not like 
No, all respect to Charlie. Fucking love her so much. Definitely have no intentions on being in an open relationship <laughs> anytime soon. Um, and hope Charlie doesn't either. <laughs> <laughs> Just flag that one with she, her. She might after this podcast. But um, so my, I've been in a relationship before where it was kind of open. Like we both, we were living in New Zealand together. And then I was like, I really want to go travel South America. And she wanted to go to Hawaii and stuff. So we were... I think I was gone for like three or four months or something and then we'll kind of just like well let's just do our own thing and see how it goes and it didn't go well <laughs> pretty much that ended the relationship so I learned not that's though like you know all credit to people which can make it work but not for me <laughs> I remember you saying in here it was like you were like, oh, yeah, sweet, we'll be in an open relationship. And then it was like, she was just hooking up with heaps of people and you didn't hook up with anyone. Yeah, yeah which is- She was sleeping with like 20 people. I was people. like, this is fucking shit. This is not what I thought it was going to be. You're sitting at home on the couch alone being like, fuck this. Oh, yeah, pretty much. This isn't what I've been told. Um, oh, there's someone here I can't read out. Some from you, Charles, as well. Charles um, sends in naughty ones yeah. just to razz us. I like it. Have you, do you have in your mind like a weirdest client experience or like tattooing experience? <sighs> Dude, I f you guys see some of the fucking You tat some whack shit. Not uh, like that the tats are weird, but you tat like some uh, But like I fucking love it, man. Like, yeah, I'll tattoo fucking pretty are much you, anyone. Are like, you a big D12 fan? I'm a huge D12 fan. <laughs> so <laughs> Hal is referencing Heidi. She's a fucking legend. She's a, she gets around St. Kilda. You probably might've seen her. I haven't her. seen her in a little while, actually. I used to see her like I've actually weekly. never seen her. I don't couldn't well, pick her out of the street other than the big D12. So she came in, it was over Christmas. So I think it was just me and Cody here. You got everyone else was fucking being pussies and took time off. So it was just me and Cody holding the fort down. That's um, fair. I'll <laughs> give you guys that. You worked very hard. She came in at like 10 a.m. and she was fucking pretty, yeah, she was pretty loud and pretty loose. She was like, oh. Quite really? similar to you really. Yeah. She was like, I really want to fucking... D12 tat, like I've been wanting to get it for ages. No one fucking wants to do it on me. Mind you, she's come in about five or six times previously asking for it, but it was times when we all had bookings. So we had to say like, oh, you've got to come back. Like we're busy now. Yeah. Do you reckon D12 is popular enough that we don't have to explain who D12 is? Surely the audience Because my parents listen to this and they're not going to know who D12 is. It's, it's, explain it purely just for your parents right now to make well, them feel Everyone loved. knows who Eminem the rapper is. I'd You'd hope, hope so. So D12 was like the rap group he was in. Yeah. Essentially when he was becoming like a solo. Before he was yeah. Eminem himself. Yeah. 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 So I did the D12 logo on Heidi's arm. She Which was, is literally what? <laughs> D12. <laughs> and like D on one arm and the 12 on the other it's one. Sick. Like it was actually sick. In old English. In old English. Well, which is their logo. Which is their logo. Yeah. And yeah. it's solid black, isn't it? Solid black. Yeah. And quite big. Or I've like never seen the video and it was like, <laughs> so, I think Cody put a video up of it playing like a D12 song. We played Purple Pills like on the background <laughs> and she was loving it. I'm tattooing it and she's like, like just rapping along to it. And she's like, I really, I'm going to come back and get Eminem tattooed on my ass. And I'm like, fucking all right, like whenever. But yeah, I've, I've tattooed some fucking weirdos for sure. <laughs> I love it though. They, they, you know, they, it's, it's fucking fun, man. You know, she had heaps of stories and she was great. I feel like you actually enjoy it so much when you get a really interesting person coming in that like either like, cause you do get a lot of ex 
drug users or yeah. like some junkies that are definitely around in the St. Kilda area yeah. that are just local. Yeah. And you're so open and willing to do it as long as like, you know, they're of sound mind. Yeah. yeah. But well, you're, you take it so well because some people get really rattled by it and they- No, I they fucking love it, man. stress about it, but you handle no, it so nicely. It's fucking, this is a touch shop, you know, you're going to- You do fucking, what the people want. Yeah, you draw, especially in this area, you draw those kinds of people sometimes and- they're all fucking respectful, you know. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's just They're another all, person. Yeah, absolutely. I'll fucking do whatever. Okay. So I'm actually scrolling through the questions here, and there's heaps I haven't even seen. So apologies to those people, but there's some interesting ones. I like this one. If you could do a crime, and then that crime could never happen again, what would it be? No, I think we've answered this on like one of the no, first ever we episodes. Talk, I think we talk about this in the shop all the time. Oh, okay. Because oh, I was thinking, I don't think we've actually spoken about this on the podcast. Okay. Let's go. We could do a crime. So if you committed, if you could commit a crime yeah. and that crime could never be committed by anyone else again, what would you commit? And I fucking can get away with it. Well, I don't know. That's the- that's Yes. The so every other time that someone has asked it, it has been, you can get away with this crime yeah. because no one will ever know. Uh, okay. Well, I'm a so law-abiding citizen, hell. There's no crimes I've ever committed. Bullshit. <laughs> the uh, I guess the question is that you're going to commit like a crime based on what you think is like. So if you commit murder, mm. you gain nothing out of committing that crime, but it means then no one can be murdered ever again. Or do you commit? So are you a, doing do you a good commit, deed? Commit a crime that you can then benefit out of, but it doesn't really help humanity. This one really fucks with my head because I'm like. Okay, well, what is what are like some of the worst crimes ever? I already know exactly what I'll be doing. Well, yours is obviously going to be like tax evasion so that you get rich or something. <laughs> I'd just commit like the biggest financial crime you could. It wouldn't help anyone in the future. It'd just make me rich. That's no, There's nothing wrong with that. Being rich is I good. I love the honesty <laughs> of you, but you sound like such a cockhead. And then once I'm like ultra rich, I'd probably just chuck a bit back to some charity or something. No, you wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you'd start your own charity so that yeah. you can like evade more I'd tax or whatever. start a charity and like then have to shut it down in two years for doing it I'm too it stupid to do tax invasion. <laughs> Me too. I'm well, a calculator. I don't know if money. it says that you have to like be able to actually do it because I wouldn't be able to commit, I don't know, like a big financial crime. I don't know about computers and that. Nah, you'd have you to- do, You don't know about computers and that. <laughs> you fucking silly sausage. I'm definitely not stealing money online. I can tell you that. I no. would not know how to do that. Nah. No. How to scam people. I, okay. P aside from our abilities, yep. Hal, Hal would still somehow manage I'd to do that. money. What would you do, Mick? Mine would have to look. I'm I'm a vegan, so I have to fucking <laughs> say, have to fucking do some like political gonna... vegan shit. Go <laughs> go release the cows and pigs. Like <laughs> I just knew but that so you were going to slide. So the crime you would commit would be release animals. So then no one else could release them ever again. Yeah, asshole. So you're going to oh, well, so it would be like you'd have to kill a cow so no one can else can kill a cow ever again. If I killed a cow and it meant no cows could be killed ever again, then fucking earth, I'd kill that cow. I'd probably do that. I'd sacrifice well. one cow for the- yep. See, I love cows, <laughs> but I also really enjoy eating it. And I went vego for like three or four years. And I'm not anymore. And I love them, but yeah. I still like eating it. 
<laughs> That's all right if you like eating dead Sorry, animals. Sorry, vegans. Mm. I tried ve- vegetarianism. You can't have a vegan on a podcast and not expect him to bring it up. No, not at all. I was going to bring it up. No, I wish I... I was waiting for you to bring it up. Yeah. I've been holding this in the I, res- I like it. I respect... Because I view it s- similar to the the commitment to Straight Edge, you know? You've yeah. made a commitment and you're, and you're sticking to it. I like I it. I view yeah. any massive like commitment like that with yeah. great respect. I am just not strong-willed enough to stick to anything. Nah, that's fair enough. Each their own. Yeah. Oh, well. I reckon my crime... Fuck. This is a tricky one because I'm sort of like, oh, would I... Like, I think about the things that I don't want to happen in the world, but I'm like, oh, but I would never want to do that to someone, but then it stops it forever. But then there's always just going to be another crime that's terrible. Yeah, but you... So, so like, yeah, you can only choose Just be happy with what you can achieve. I can't achieve much. Um, nah, I don't know. <laughs> what other questions we got on there? Oh, there's a lot. I'm just trying to find ones that are relevant. Well, there's not many that are relevant, but I have one that's really not relevant, but kind of is because we were talking about Damo, your customer before. Yep. Oh. Mickey. <laughs> we did say we were talking about this <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mickey, are yes. you into cuddling? Am I into cuddling? Yeah. Fucking earth. <laughs> I love a good cuddle with Charlie. But it's funny because we always joke about this. So I always thought I wasn't a very affectionate person. Oh, you are? Yeah. Until I met Charlie. I feel like- Oh, until you fell in love. Yeah, pretty much. It's corny as, but- And she's always- Because I remember when, I, when we first started seeing each other, I always used to say that. I'm like, I'm not affectionate. Don't be offended if we're not, <laughs> not fucking cuddling or whatever. You know, that's just how I am. And she's like, what are you fucking talking about, Khan? You always fucking cuddle. You won't leave me alone. Like- so uh, I'm a big cuddler. Okay. I love a good cuddle. Would you like to spend your Sundays on the couch cuddling for the day? No, nah, I can't sit still. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. So I was saying- Hell, you I don't, don't cuddle. I don't cuddle at all. Um, I'm lucky if I get like a high five. I said to you a long time ago, Bella, you've known me for a very long time and you knew what you were getting when you got into it. So don't complain now. Well, do you know what? That's bullshit because I've sworn so much on this episode. It's terrible. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to Hell's parents because they're the ones who mainly pull me up on it. Your crime would be never to swear. No, no, I couldn't do that. Anyway, you were actually so affectionate when we were younger. Like I remember one Valentine's Day, we were in year seven. You broke into my locker, put roses, 12 red roses, long stemmed. Holy shit. The, the, the spikes, the thorns were taken off as well. You were that nice. I had a box of chocolates and a love note put in there. It's because I wanted to hook up Bella. Yeah. No, Fuck he's, off. It's called playing yeah. the game. Yeah, nice. you were playing the long game. You just wanted to pash. <laughs> See, but that's affectionate because you wanted to pash for I long hours. I actually think, Bella, and this has gone way off you being here, Mickey. No, like, girl, I love this. Um, <laughs> this is every day at the shop. I think I used to be affectionate at some point and you burned me so many times that I just became this hardened robot that I've become. I did not burn you yes, so many you times. Did. You burned me. No. You treated me so poorly no. when we and were And then young. when I was like, you know what? She doesn't want me. I'm going to stop trying. Then you suddenly wanted me. I, I always like, wanted you. I wanted. Mm, I, I was, was trying like, to play the game, like treating me. You've made me this way, Bella. You've made me this way. So, <laughs> so when we, when Hal and I were younger, we broke up. Like I'm not even exaggerating. Like thirty times. Let's not say we broke up. You broke up with me. I broke up with times. you about thirty times. Exactly. But it was because you were a very selfish young man who was always like, "It's my footy or fuck off." Mm-hmm. So I had to deal with that. So and I kept getting sick of that. And so what you're saying because I didn't want to tolerate 
you and your highway <laughs> I love this. lifestyle. This is every I day at the shop. To, I now have to deal with no affectionate, no affection from my husband. But you've got me in the end, so bring back the affection. I'm just like a piece of coal, Bella, or a you di- are. no diamond. Over You're time, like I'm just diamond. getting hardened and hardened. God, this is getting grim, yep. isn't it? <laughs> anyway. That was all I had written down and there's some fucking rogue questions we can't talk about on there. But um, what's your socials? Socials So how can is, people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok as of recent. Yeah, MickTok, BigTok. Yeah, that's what everyone's calling Mick-tuck. me. Uh, my handles are just my name, Mickey underscore McLeod, M-A-C-L-E-O-D. And how do you spell Mickey? M-I-C-K-Y. Because so, I always put an E in there, but there's no, no, no E. No E. You do Mikey. No, no I do Mickey. I fucking hate Mikey. <laughs> I hate getting called Mikey. That's one. <laughs> That grinds your gears. It d- yeah. definitely does. And I shouldn't have said that because now you're going to be calling me Mikey all day. No, I won't. And there's an underscore in there. There, Yeah, Mickey underscore McLeod. Fucking follow me on Instagram. I need more followers. Yep. <laughs> and send him a message and if he's not putting up enough stuff. Yeah, well, I've got Hal on my back always about that, which is good. Yeah, yeah you hold he, me he very accountable. He grabs my phone or tells me to stop my tattoo to take photos of his tattoos for him. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm still like, that's, good. that's what's good about being here. You guys hold me accountable because I'm fucking shit at like- my socials and you my have photos. gotten better. You've definitely gotten better. Slowly getting better. Slowly, yeah. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. But, so um, jump over to his socials, and if you yep. think they still look shit, rinse him. Yep. And yep. tell him to do more. Exactly. We're all about <laughs> honesty here. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I definitely get honest feedback from you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mickey, not posting off. What the yeah. fuck? That photo shit. Fucking rah. Yeah. And then all your other mates are like, "Fuck, can you get off?" Instagram, you're being annoying, Stop man. Stop fucking posting so much. I'm like, can't. I'm not even posting enough, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. we've changed you. I yeah. saw this TikTok once that was like, if you're not posting five things on social media a day, you're not posting enough. And I was like, that's a lot of shit to put up, dude. Five. That is. There's people out there doing it though. Yeah. Well, you you're doing think it. I put too much up? Definitely. But people definitely say that you do. You t- tell me off for not putting enough up. And yeah. then I put stuff up and I'm like, oh, people are sick of seeing like my tats or whatever. So I put up a photo of the dogs, which I get so much love for <laughs> yeah. and you rinse me yeah. for. Yeah. No one gives a shit about the tats. Yeah, I'm like, Belle, are you selling dogs or tattoos here? I'm not selling my dogs. I'll sell <laughs> yeah. you photos of them, but you can't have them. No, I get it. You do good on the socials, Bella. And guess what arrived? What? So this is so off topic. New fabric for me to make the dogs new pyjamas. Yes. We have wow. the softest dogs in the world. Wear pajamas. <laughs> need uh, fucking dunas to go to sleep. Wow. And I hand make their PJs. So everyone, get excited because Hal will also be sharing a photo of their They're new pajamas once I make better. them. They're actually getting better. They don't. We used to get up in the night and put the blanket back on them because they'd move around and shit. Because they cried. Now, they, now they know if that blanket comes off, <laughs> they're it's on, on their own. They're yeah. on their own. Yeah. So uh, we just let them cry it out now. Yep. Those poor dogs. <laughs> Shivering cold. They live a hard life. I'll make you and Charlie some matching pyjamas for your cuddling. Absolutely. That'd be great. But anyway, thank you for coming on, Mickey. Oh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for another episode, boys. Welcome back, Bella, by the way. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you um, so much. Yeah, if everyone can rate the podcast. Like, follow, subscribe. Give it a follow. And um, if you feel so inclined, give it a share to your friends and family. And um, yeah. And your grandparents and your cousins. Feedback's always welcome. And any questions and stuff that you have, welcome to send us to us. Easiest is message us on Instagram about that. So thank you very much. And we will speak to you next week. Have a lovely weekend. Oh, have a lovely Easter. Well, this is coming out after Easter. Oh, I've, I've hope, I hope you all have yeah. had a lovely Easter. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Carlisle Tattoo Co. 178 Carlisle Street, St Kilda, Melbourne, Australia.